2: Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today.
3: Rise and shine football fans. Welcome to Morning Footy presented by Ford Happy Footy Kit Friday to all celebrate, and boy do we celebrate it. I'm Susanna Collins, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros. We have Michelle Gingras in for some headlines. Hi, guys. What's up? How's it going? (laughs) We did not plan that. (laughs) That Y'all been spending too much time together. And I
4: swear to God, I refrained. I was going to say, what's up also. Would you really? Yeah, but it didn't work.
3: I watched the Galazzo show yesterday because there was obviously a ton of matches with Europa League and Europa Conference League, and you guys have so much fun doing that show. I can tell. It's palpable. You were completely unhinged. But yeah. in, in the as, best Charlie Davies way. <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: And
3: yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's exactly. a lot of goals. It's fun. It's- I,
4: I don't know if there's too many people that enjoy the Golazo show like Charlie. And yeah. there's so much stuff that you can get worked up on because we're watching all of the games at mm-hmm. once. And sometimes the goals start pouring in at the same time. And it's difficult to follow. It's, I'm it's, sure. It's a crazy dance between production and talent and back and forth, and Charlie thrives. Thrives. You know when, you, when, when you're when you surfing and you ride a wave that might be a little bit too big to you, but yeah, you're doing it thrive. and you're going? Charlie's living life. He is. My favorite moment is when Nico goes, and the dying moment's, nope, it's
2: over. It's
3: all over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was
2: my favorite moment yesterday. Uh,
3: all right, well, let's take a look at some of the results from Europa League action yesterday. Here we go. Hey, what's up, Liverpool? 3-1 over last. Oh, did we did they there. make that me easy. did they make me sweat a little <laughs> bit? Sure did. Sure did. Roma with the 2-1 win over Sheriff Bayer Leverkusen also taking care of business 4-0 over Hakan. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Hakan. Hakan. I like it. It's a fun sweetest, one. Swedish. So let's get squad. to let's get to some of the highlights. Uh, let's start with that last Liverpool match and like I said, this is Liverpool's mojo all season. They just they like to go down early. Because it adds fuel to the fire. This is that's crazy that's my theory.
5: That was a great. great that was a flock What about. a strike. That absolute rocket off the training pitch. And, and that kind of stunned Liverpool. I think they were thinking, whoa, we weren't ready for this type of start. But they got bailed out in the second half, obviously, here. Mm-hmm. This foul, the defender just lunges at the ball, tries a desperate foul. So unnecessary. It, it wasn't egregious, but right here, see that top yep. leg? He just catches
4: him so late.
5: Yeah, he goes down, he he wins a pad, and Darwin Nunez steps up. Good job,
3: Darwin. Darwin had missed an easy header earlier in this game, Hmm. so I was happy to see him. And Nigel
5: Ryokogo wasn't happy. I'm sure he wasn't. And then Luis Diaz gets his goal. Quality. But Darwin Nunez, I think, was was great in having an impact within these goals. You see his movement, he had some good touches, uh, just not, I guess, Not clinical enough.
3: Yeah, and that seems to be the story for him. But Mo Salah came in as a late sub and made his presence very known. Lovely little goal. So
4: the stat that we threw out yesterday is kind of crazy. Mo Salah now has the joint most goals for an English club in Europe with 42 tying Terry Henry for Arsenal. Crazy, 42 goals. It's a
5: lot of goals. Do you feel like he's not as revered as he should be? Because that's the feeling I get. When you, when you compare him to some of the greatest players to play, have played in the English Premier League, and represent their clubs and do well. Yeah, maybe he's a bit. Not, he's not even it close might be to being in that Because
2: it, when his career is over, well, that's he's going to be thing. talked in such a yeah. glowing way. I think, I think even during their run, there's still the opportunity to make mistakes, or something could happen later, or are they leaving, are they staying? Like, there's so much more to talk about than just how incredible they are. But when Mo Salah leaves, and people on you know TikTok and on Instagram and on you know YouTube start putting together those terrible music highlight reels. You know what I mean? That they always do. It's just yeah, gonna be a nonstop barrage. It's incredible.
4: After. It's is that, he's, he's not reviewing during. He's gonna th- retire. As much as he should be. He's gonna retire. The thing is that that era, like Thierry mid two er, thousands the oo decade. I don't know what it's called. And then the the aughts. The aughts. The, the aughts? Oh well, wow. new word. The aughts and the nineties. Was such a good era of football that I think this one now is just a step down, and that's why they don't. He right now doesn't reach that status in everyday conversation. I mean, they said he's, he's the going to retire the at one point. He's, he's going to retire, some. and I guarantee you, he's going to be. He's in that echelon of, of player. The the numbers speak for themselves.
3: Oh, his numbers. Numbers are, are great. Ridiculous but in, in terms
4: of being on a level of Steven Gerrard.
3: You mean below? Well, Steven Gerrard is from Liverpool. I mean, that's the you know he he's a Liverpool legend because of you know, where he's from. He literally was playing for his his boyhood club. Right. He's the captain.
4: But this guy is easily he's, like without I know. a doubt. Was, has most probably probably ever great. been?
3: He's has he been nominated for a Ballon d'Or?
4: Yes.
5: Yes.
3: Yeah. And I, I maybe if Liverpool if Liverpool had maybe. Competed for titles more in that it, stretch, they or didn't it, for titles yes, but they were never. They've won one. One, but and, they went to and it total. was in the COVID year. But they and also it, won. I don't know a champions, a champions league. league. And he scored
4: countless amount of goals.
2: I know nah, he was extremely influential. No, they he's. I, influential but I'm, I'm trying to think for.
3: of reasons why he might not be as celebr. To your point, like like why he might not be a celebrated. And I, maybe, maybe that's why. I do think, though, once he does retire, once he does leave, there will be uh, a complete reckoning by Liverpool fans as to how incredibly special this guy has been in all of his, his contributions. He's, he's, he's a world-class player. I don't think World you need class. to convince
4: Liverpool fans. I think just the greater football community.
3: I don't know. Go to Egypt Show and ask him.
4: He's a god. Y- yeah. He'll
3: be all right. Show some respect. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, Michelle is going to be back with some headlines when we return. Don't go anywhere.
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Welcome back, you guys. Not all heroes wear capes. Look at this man just ever so gracefully carrying 12 beers. Incredible. Twelve Back Excellent to his seat.
4: Technique.
2: No one stood up for him either. No
3: one stood up. He is navigating people who are on their phone and just callously ignoring him while he is performing a feat of strength that not many people... While he's tiptoeing. ...can do.
4: You know what I'm worried about? That I didn't see 12 people turn or 11 people turn and be like, hey, thanks for our beers. I saw, like, <laughs> two people be like, oh, yeah.
3: Who's hey, drinking, thanks.
2: though? That's less
4: runs.
5: <laughs>
2: less times you got to run to They're the They're going to get warm, face.
3: though. Huh? They're going to get warm. They
2: start out warm. It's Europe.
3: <laughs> how, how many how many beers could you successfully carry and deliver at once in that fashion? Yes.
2: How much has to be left in the cup for you to consider that successful? I full. mean, I think full. For
3: example, we're talking 85%. minimal spillage.
2: You think you could do two trays? Uh, I could probably each arm? do that. At Twelve. 12. I, no, <laughs> I could do that. Twelve. One, two,
4: and then try <laughs> to think of yourself. Look, you got one, one tray there, one tray there, and then <laughs>
2: one. No, those are full.
5: You can't. It's not a play. I remember my family. They came out to Denmark when I was playing there, and if you went into a suite, it was just full beers all over. You could just come in and grab it, and they're like, "You can just drink like this at games. It's just free beers stacked, free full. Yeah, wow. just come in and in the suite, grab. That is walk so out. dangerous. Hmm. Hell
3: yeah. I was a I was a <laughs> shot bad. girl at a bar in college.
2: <laughs> Did you do the vials? No way.
5: In Chicago? The the test tubes? Test
3: tube shots. Champagne, Illinois, baby. Wow. Cams. What an establishment. Yeah. And uh, I would have to carry test tube shots on trays in a very crowded space. And it was, I mean, we're talking like Goldschlager and Apple Pucker. Oh, I know. Right? Like I just... Do you ever
5: ever completely...
3: I got fired because I dropped too many trays. Hilarious. And like, I would come home and just be sticky mm. and sm- like, I would smell like apple puck. Ugh. It's literally, it's giving me oh, a gag reflex right now, but there's no way I could do what that man did because I was a terrible, terrible hostess.
4: I think mm. Nico you know what? would be pretty good You were you're uh, a terrible a hostess space. maybe, but you're a great
3: host. Oh, Nico. <laughs> That was beautiful. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so good. Aww. Hey, Michelle. Hi. How How are your serving skills? <laughs> um.
1: Funny. I had a similar job. I went. To yes, you did. In New Orleans, and um, we. I did some bartending as well, and you actually learn how to carry like a lot of different cups and shot glasses and you kind of position them. I mean, this is just education in this this morning for all of the fans watching. (laughs) Um, You can actually position little shots in between like a foursome of cups and between the Oh, there's like a strategy. Yeah, there was like a whole science behind it. Um, But yeah. we can relate uh-huh. from that. I yeah,
3: You know what? There's a lot of synergy here. I'm just saying. Sometimes we even get confused for one Nigel another, right? I'm Michelle. I'm oh, I mean, I'm Susanna. You're Michelle. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Let's, uh, let's do some
1: headlines, everyone. Okay. Lionel Messi is expected to sit out of Inter-Miami's upcoming match against Orlando City on Sunday and the Argentinian star took time for an in-depth interview where he admitted being bothered by the fact that Paris Saint-Germain didn't honor him after winning the World Cup with Argentina. The only Argentinian player not to be honored by his club. Speaking to Argentinian comedian Miguel Granados, Granados, excuse me, Messi discussed a wide range of topics, including PSG ignoring his World Cup winner, saying, quote, I was the only player of the 25 that didn't get the club recognition. Messi remains a question mark for Inter-Miami's U.S. Open Cup final against the Houston Dynamo on Wednesday. We go from a men's World Cup winner to the women's World Cup finalists. The England women's national team has reached an agreement with the English FA over benefits and commercial structure. England captain Millie Bright revealed the agreement during an interview ahead of England's Nations League match against Scotland. Bright said, quote, we have come to an agreement, but I think it's bigger than just the bonus for us. It's about being world leaders on and off the pitch. And as we know, the women's game is evolving very quickly and conversations like this need to happen in order to make sure in all areas Areas, we are at the top of our game back pay and performance bonuses were at the heart of the negotiation which were put on hold before the World Cup. In other international news, the Germany Federation has officially announced the hiring of Julian Nagelsmann as manager, signing the former Bayern Munich boss to a 10-month contract. Nagelsmann replaces Hansi Flick, who became the first German national team manager to be fired after Germany's recent run of poor results, including a 4-1 loss to Japan. Nagelsmann returns to coaching for the first time since being fired by Bayern Munich in March after less than two years in charge. His first match as Germany head coach will come on October 14th against the U.S. men's national team. In other coaching news, FC Barcelona is reportedly set to commit to manager Xavi for a longer term after the former World Cup winner helped guide the Catalans to last year's La Liga title. Xavi's contract was set to expire next summer, but according to multiple reports, he has reached an agreement on a new deal that will run through the 2024-2025 season with an additional option year. A legendary player for Barcelona, Xavi took charge as Barca's manager in November of 2021. He led them to a league title last season and has has them off to a strong start to the new season. And in other contract extension news, Arsenal has officially announced the signing of midfielder Martin Odegaard, to a new long-term contract the norwegian playmaker has signed an eight-year deal with the gunners making him the latest member of arsenal's young core to sign new deals joining Bukayo saka william Saliba, and gabrielle martinelli among others odegaard registered 15 goals and seven assists for arsenal last season and has started the new season with two goals so charlie how important is odegaard to arsenal's long-term success and how as an arsenal fan uh, are it comforting is it to know that you'll have him for years to come?
5: <clears throat> I think he's very important to the project because he's, he's young, he's 24 years old, and he has played at the highest level. He's played at Real Madrid. He's under, I think he understands what it takes to excel in his position, and I think under Arteta, he's taken his game to a whole nother level because he's now he's starting to score goals. Um, just a, a, a I think when we sat down with him, Susanna, just a, a, a a player who gets it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got a, um, an incredible mind, the way he sees the game, vision, but also as a, I think as a human being, holistically makes sense to have him be at the heart of this project. Great teammate um, and someone I think that is only getting better. Yeah, I think
2: look, very young when he gets that massive uh, transfer to Real Madrid, uh, didn't exactly work out, but I think another player who found himself at uh, Real Sociedad, Uh, Absolute incredible player when he first got to Arsenal, uh, on loan with no obligation, no option to buy. It was a little frustrating because I think it was the first time you saw him find a home. Young player that had moved around a lot, the only place where he was really comfortable was he was captain in Norway at like 21 years old. I mean, that goes to show just the quality he had, but for club football, he couldn't find that place that allowed him to really flourish. And at Arsenal, along with Arteta, it absolutely has. He actually said in an interview, if you talk to Arteta for just two minutes, there's no way you walk out of there without realizing or without believing, everything he said will absolutely come true. And that just goes to show the relationship that he's built with his manager. So it feels like the whole plan is moving along. The fact that he resigns just kind of makes sense. Everything is sort of adjusting. Now back in the Champions League, scoring goals, looking great. When he runs into those half spaces on the mm. right-hand side,
5: oh! I mean, it's hard, it's hard to Im- imagine as a 16-year-old being – Absolutely hounded by the biggest clubs in the world. You sign with Real Madrid, and then the the expectation
4: on you there was all of this hype around Odegaard at such a young age that he was the next wonder kid. And I feel bad because he didn't pick that transfer, you know,
2: that transfer fee. He didn't decide that. All of a sudden, he's thrust this number on him. That he has his expectations. It wasn't of even necessarily about a transfer, it was he, a transfer fee. The it was transfer fee
5: that big. He, 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 he I, could pick any club he wanted. Yeah. He chose Real Madrid.
2: I get that. But what I'm saying is, all of a sudden now, that, that responsibility is thrust on a teenager
4: to live up to a specific... Right. I don't think he, he picked the expectation. Maybe not. I don't even remember the transfer fee being, like, that abnormally large. But it was just, like, suddenly the media went crazy that Martin Odegaard was going to be, like, the next Messi, the next Same wonder. Same you know, he Kubo when he came. Kubo. And... and, and and similarly, that's what Real Madrid does to you. Arda Guller, the young kid from Turkey, from Fenerbahce, went over to Real Madrid, mm-hmm. is unbelievably skilled. But the hype around him is, I, I've seen him play. He's great. He's phenomenal. He has all the potential to be great. But there's a massive hype because of Real Madrid. Also, the fact that he gets a transfer. So, and Ozil, Ozil saying he's the greatest. That's how it worked out ever. with Odegaard. And it, sometimes it feels, when you're inflated so much, and you pop that balloon, it's a a crazy spiral downwards that you can't really control and he has found new life and it's awesome to see Martin Odegaard
3: coming to his own still at a young age. He he used to support?
4: I'm gonna go with Liverpool.
3: He was, big Liverpool fan.
4: But the Norwegian Liverpool though. The one <laughs> just goes to show even teenagers make mistakes.
3: Oh, okay, okay. Enough of that. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another break. Uh, we are going to be recapping a very busy day of Europa League and Conference League action on the other side. Stick with us.
1: Okay, picture this: it's
2: Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
0: Won't take any chances. Here's Mo Salah. Mo Salah gets through the gap, oh, and finds another one. Poking it through the legs of Laval. Aubameyang, they let it cut in, and he's fired it in. And whenever Ajax lead, Marseille seemed to have the answer. Right break here for Victor Boniface. It's Boniface. It's across the line to make it three for Leverkusen. Victor Boniface. And Leverkusen appear to be a match made in heaven.
3: Welcome back. Europa League match day one in the books. Here's a look at the notable results from yesterday. Atalanta, my dad's team, (laughs) 2-0 over Rakow. Ajax and Marseille end in a 3-3 draw. Rangers and Betis. Rangers get the 1-0 win there. And West Ham, 3-3. One win. All right, so let's get to some of the highlights of these matches, starting with Leverkusen facing Haken.
5: And if you notice there, our guy Victor Boniface with the pass to Florian Wirtz, a gifted finish right there, lifts it over the keeper, and then Woo! this was arguably the golazo of, of the evening, oddly, with that nice pass from uh, Granite Shaka. Oh.
4: And uh. again, Victor Boniface. Just letting it trickle in. But Didn't you know, there's, there's everything. We saw a lot of big Victor Tough, Boniface in the build-up. He was playing so far away from the box. The combination on the first goal with Granit Xhaka and the center circle, literally to free up Vitz. It's amazing to see. And then moving and on to the Sheriff. Sharif do it again. Roma game. This was a bit unlucky for Sheriff because they were holding on as much as they could at the very end of the half. Of the deflection into the back of the net. Funny enough, I'm. Pretty sure that goal is given to Paredes. Um, I saw it listed as an own goal. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Originally it was Paredes, but then obviously it seems like definitely own goal. Sharif, come back into it. We thought we had a game on our hands. We did, but <laughs> Dybala came in and
5: changed the game for Roma as, as he always does. He's just been the true focal point for Roma when it comes to the movement off the ball and Lukaku gets wow. back on the score sheet back to back games in all competitions for Lukaku Find defenders around him. Now the combination that, was a goal. that's that's a, that's a great sign for Roma when Dybala's is healthy on the pitch and now Lukaku catching
4: form. That's what they're missing. The Dybala, Cristante, Lukaku combination on the goal is beautiful. Brighton beats United at home. Now they got
3: Ayek. Athens, Ooh, at good. Their I think that's good, Alexis. <laughs>
5: Thank yeah, you. Ike Athens comes, starts strong with this bullet of a header. Jabril Sadibi. Set piece is so important, VAR overturns this non-pen call, João Pedro.
4: And funny enough, Brighton, that we're speaking about their free-flowing football, how good they were collectively, they scored two penalty kick goals, and that's all they got. And Ike kept on fighting, they kept on going at it. And. You have to give a lot, a lot of credit to Matias Almeida. He made two subs that end up combining on the game-winning goal.
0: There's, Ezequiel there's a Ponce, Ponce the
4: Argentine, game. making it 3-2. To think that the Greek champions can go to the hottest team in England at the moment, and if you're the hottest team in England, I said it on the post-game show, you're probably one of the best teams in Europe, full stop. And, um, and the You celebration. Yeah, yeah to, to, to win in Brighton, that is an incredible feat.
5: And then this is just poor defending from Marseille. And Borges gets in, waits for so much composure as he breaks in on that breakaway. But look, you can't let the ball bounce. Come on, that's rule 101 for a center back. Look how much time he has on the ball. Wow. And, and it's a nice, calm finish. That put Ajax ahead. Then Ajax would score another one to go up 2-0. 20 minutes in,
4: golazo. Um, so crazy enough. Obama uh, had a chance between the 1 and the 2-0 of Ajax to make it 1-1, and we thought it was going to be game over. It was too difficult of an emotional hill to climb, but Shoot. immediately Oof. afterwards, Jonathan Klos makes his way into the box and cuts up a couple of Ajax defenders and with a zip finish makes it 2-1, and from that changed the tone of the game. Ajax was in control, but that changed the tone. And Obama, Obama young misses a, a big chance and scores here. He catches
5: the keeper off guard at near post. With the Facundo Farias goal.
4: <laughs> the sliding <laughs> shot. With the, with the Farias
5: goal, exactly. And his patent flip. Nailed it. And Obama young he he, he had some, some good chances that he let go by the wayside, but he was able to score and then Ajax get the third. You feel like, okay, now Ajax can settle down and win, but it goes back to Ajax having defensive problems, not being able to close out games. And look at this incredible Galasso. Smashes at wow. home. Aubameyang Obama with the brace on the road for Marseille. They leave with a point. And Keeper I think for Marseille, better that's, better that's, that's good considering they're down 2-0. Keeper should
2: have done better. Huh? Yeah, Keeper should have done better. He got his hands to it. It was mm. relatively in front of him. But great for Obama, Yang. And Marseille is going to need him, need him to be on form. Mm-hmm. You know, as Arsenal fans, we've seen two sides of Aubameyang, when he's on when he's on form and when he's not. And it's a stark difference between the two. It is a cavernous amount of goals when he scores and it is a cavernous amount of nothing
4: when and he doesn't. And lagoons of goals. For Marseille to walk away with a point from Ajax after being down 2-0, considering everything that's going on in the club, pressures from the ultras, that made Marcelino, their then-manager on Monday, realize, okay, this is not a healthy situation, and have him walk out, then not have a coach. Then Longoria, the club president, receiving these outside pressures, people saying that he should resign, him saying that he's not going to resign, that he needs, he wants to perform an audit to prove to the fans that he's not stealing money or embezzling money from the club. There's so much toxic noise around the club not between the players around the club that can definitely just affect the atmosphere. Um, And the fact that they walk away with a point from that game is phenomenal. Mind you, they've got PSG next Mm. at PSG. They've got Monaco after that at Monaco, the best team in France at the moment. And then it's the third game. We said, I'm pretty sure it's um, at home against Brighton. Um, That group, that group is crazy. And consider that Ike won yesterday in their top of the group. So,
3: I,
2: um, I, yeah.
4: It's not I, that far removed. I mean, obviously the
2: PSG changed everything, but we're not that far removed from Marseille being the powerhouse in France. To be at this point where we're talking about audits and you know, people stealing, managers leaving left and right, it's kind of a shame, especially for such a powerful, such a big club like Marseille.
4: The only European champion, Champions League champion in France. Nuts. Crazy.
3: How crazy was the Brighton result for you guys? Because that was a team that we had talked about as being one of the favorites yesterday. And then for them to have been cooking, as Nico says, and playing so well, um, is this more about credit to Ayak Athens? Or is it Brighton just kind of slipping in form a little bit? Maybe not having the best game plan.
5: Well, it's two defensive letdowns on set pieces. Yeah. So Lewis Dunk wasn't playing and we know, what a, we know what a presence he is defensively. And when you don't have your leader out there, someone who, who's always there to, for those big headers, I mean, a, such a massive presence and organizing the back line, they, they let themselves down. Mm-hmm. It, this was Brighton. And kudos to Ike Athens for taking advantage of some pieces. This is what you're supposed to do when you play on the road, but this is Brighton not playing up to the level on European nights. Yeah. Even
2: without two players, though, you should be able to, I mean, no offense to Ike Athens, an incredible
3: Don't disrespect uh, Matthias Almeida. Not not
2: at all, (laughs) but a team that's high-flying in the Premier League, missing some players you would expect would be able to handle even even the Greek champions. It
4: comes to show that Europe is different, man. Yeah. Europe's got a different feeling. There's a different dynamic. Teams from different countries show up and want to prove themselves. I forgot that this is literally
3: Brighton's first European competition.
4: Literally their debut, the first 90 minutes of football they have in international football. Some,
3: something to be mindful of, for
4: sure. W- so it's, it's a, an awakening from a club that has experience in Europe. Matias Almeida won a European Cup mm-hmm. as a player, knows what it takes. He, he knows how to get the battle out of a club. Has that, that it's, it's in, in, in It's in Greek football DNA to play to the last minute. It's welcome to
2: Europe. It's a nice welcoming <laughs> to Europe for Brighton. And maybe Matias Almeida gives you a blueprint on how to be Brighton. Because this system is very specific. Hmm. We'll they,
4: I Ike was yeah, we'll very organized.
5: <laughs> they Ike. were
3: very organized. Ike, Ike Athens, well done. All right, we are going to take a break. Before we do, here's a look at some of the notable results from some Conference League action yesterday. Maccabi, 3-2 over Bright bleak. Breidbleek? Of, of all these. Breidbleek? Frankfurt, Aberdeen, 2-1, but, but Mark McKenzie Fiorentina?
5: scoring against Fiorentina for Hank. Let's Henk. go. Let's go, U.S. International, center back, former teammate of mine. How Norge, do you say
3: Nordsjeland? No, Norge-land. no, Norge-land.
4: Norge-land. Norge-land.
5: Norge-land. no there's <laughs> no Nordsjeland, it's Nordsjeland. The
3: anxiety that I have during these weeks and these team names yes. for the season. I
2: looked down at Pog- Maccabi Tel Aviv's uh, opponent. I was like, good luck, Susanna. So Ferrabache
5: played Nordsjeland, and Nordsjeland is out of Copenhagen. And funny, funny enough, Michael Parker's played for North Carolina. Ah, that's a fun league. fact. Yes.
3: Good nugget. Alright, we are going to take a break now. We are going to recap the U.S. Women's National Team and their friendly against South Africa on the other side.
5: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
3: Welcome back to Morning Footy presented by Ford. TQL Stadium was the scene of last night's friendly between the U.S. Women's National Team and South Africa. So let's get into the highlights from this one. It counts. It counts, baby. Lynn Williams over the line. Let's go. Just a couple minutes later, Trinity Rodman. Oh! Where was that? Oh.
5: Oh, Chuck.
3: Chuck D. Really?
5: <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Not... It's just in terms of that free-flowing, winners crossing. And then
3: Lynn Williams, right place, right time in the box, gets her second for a brace on the day the U.S. win this one 3-0. Obviously great to see Lynn Williams getting on the score sheet, not once, but twice, so a big night for her. But, Charlie, overall, what was your, what was your takeaway from this performance? The first time we're seeing them since the, the World Cup.
5: Not much to take from it. Yeah. Uh, the second half was was tough because all the goals were scored in the first half. But and it was terms, a flurry.
4: They came in what n- nine minutes?
5: Yeah. In, in terms of of patterns of play and movement and d- dynam- dynamism, you, you weren't you weren't uh, wowed, and so you, you're still waiting for. What did you expect without a coach? Exactly. So you're waiting for you waiting, waiting for a head coach hey, to come they in. They coach and... themselves
2: for the last game of the. Uh... <laughs> of the World Cup anyway, uh, but yeah. Re- I, reportedly. I, I, reportedly, <laughs> as per the players. But I agree with you. I mean, there's, I, but I feel still it's a step in the right direction. It didn't feel as stagnant as it did during the uh, w- Women's World Cup. So at least it's a step in the right direction.
5: And, and these games are tough because it's more of a, it's a celebration, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you're, you're honoring Juilliards. Uh, and that's what the game is really about. And I mean, Katlana for S- South Africa had tons of chances running in behind just she wasn't clinical, and, and some of her teammates just weren't on the same page. So um, it's more about Julie
4: Arts in this match, as opposed to where the U.S. national are. team is. Right, um, Lindsay Hiran. Want to make a nice little mention for her. She's so important to this setup. Without Lindsay Horan, it's very different. She understands the game very well. She knows how to combine. She has skill to be creative. I, I feel like with a bunch of new players. She doesn't get the flowers she probably deserves. Why am I being crazy? Uh, she's so important to the setup. I don't know if people are like over their heads, like, like you know, Sophia Smith I before it's the just, World she's Cup it was just like
3: one of those players that is so well, consistently that she's good. Sport. That right. yeah, you know, I feel like she she's gotten her flowers. Like you just kind of have come to rely on her because right. she's because she is that good and she's just such no, a star. She I, I, does I all the think, little I, things. I don't think we should take her for granted. No, and that's you know what? Good reminder, Nico. Yeah, I love that.
5: I, I don't think anyone takes her for granted. I just don't. When you when you say is anyone talking about her? Well. who who usually gets all the talk. It's the goal scorers who are electric. And Sophia Smith was the MVP of the league for NWSL. So of course, she's going to get the hype. So
3: quickly, Chuck, I want to ask about uh, Trinity Rodman as well. She Mm -hmm. had a goal in this one for a player. I don't think she had the best World Cup. um, And I think she would probably say that if she was here for her. How how good is it just from a confidence standpoint i know this is a friendly and you're not really playing for anything but for a young player like trinity who has been tabbed to be this sort of next star on the u.s side how big is that goal for her getting on the score sheet
5: whenever you put on the shirt it's it's an opportunity it's a moment for trinity robin to to come out there and wow the crowd and continue to grow as a player so yes a goal does a loads for her confidence but I, I'm curious to see what happens next for her with this whoever the next head coach is, what the plan is. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: is she a, is she eventually going to be a striker? Are they going to play with two strikers? Because they can, given the the amount of talent they have with Lynn Williams with Sophia Smith and with her Trinity Rodman, you, you, you could play with two strikers, you could you could move her central, you could play her as a right winger or a left winger. so it, it'll be interesting to see if what the setup looks like the, the tackle. manager
4: is gonna have a massive responsibility because we see these women week in, week out and the talent that they have and the potential that they have. But with the women's national team, just like a a, a Germany in the men's game, a France in the men's game, where do you prove yourself at the World Cup? We here in this region don't even have, if you win the CONCACAF, it's, 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 that doesn't make you a legend. Mm-hmm. Olympics and World Cup for the women's national team for the United States is what cements you to that status. And now, Trader Reed-Rodman, Sophia Smith, the, the new generation of players, has got to wait for a World Cup, another four-year cycle you got the to Olympics. have the opportunity. And then you have the Olympics in between, right? That's why they're so significant. I mean, the, so, the Euros also. That's the, the responsibility of the new manager. Huge. That's a big, big advantage
2: for for the European teams because the Euros is becoming wildly important for the women's side. But also, I'd love to see... Maybe we should all do it, but I'd also specifically love to see what formation you would pick and what your 11 would be for this team. Because when you think about talent, but we think it feels like we're in a generational shift now for this women's national team, especially after the failure of the last World Cup, it feels like new blood is needed. I would love to see exactly the best way to, to sort of put this team together.
3: Ooh, hmm. fun segment idea. Yeah. Guess I who like played we'll yesterday? Put a pin in it.
4: Ashley Sanchez. Hey!
3: Finally, <laughs> she plays on the women's national team. Yeah, oh, you, you wouldn't would know, be,
4: man. Coming on as a sub, I would be the, me, so motivated. Per, personally, I you don't want to, know. How Ashley fire Sanchez in that is. belly, Nico? You want to see my not even more and just just angry. That yeah. You want to see my impression of Blacko?
2: Who's that? <laughs> as Blacko seeing Ashley Sanchez on the pitch. Good one. Oh no, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen her before. Who's that?
5: Oh no, oh,
3: no. <laughs> he did it. He did. <laughs> He did it. Chuck's not impressed. Um, All right, guys, well, in other women's soccer news, uh, we've got some big matches internationally to look forward to over the weekend. Canada will face Jamaica in the first of a two-leg series Olympic play, and you can watch right here on the Galazzo Network at 8 p.m. Eastern. All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break. When we return, it's a weekend of European derbies and rivalry matches. We're going to dive in after a quick break.
5: On Paramount Plus. are ready, yeah, Bob. Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. While, it's the feel good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley One love. Rated PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.